Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to episode 389 of Crabcast, the podcast about crabs, crustaceans and other marine arthropods. I'm your host James Crabs and I'm joined as every week by Anna Crabs, no relation. Hello. How have you been this week? I've been all right. I've been all right. There's been lots of uh, exciting crab events going on. Very keen to talk to you all about it. Okay, well, we've got where the regular sections coming up, but as ever, we're going to open with On This Day in Crab History. Anna. What important events have happened on this day in crab history? Right, well, I've done a fair bit of reading up on it and I couldn't find any. Okay. They don't really have any sort of written documents and their oral history is lacking. Ah, still, come on. Yeah, I mean, we found this in the past, but really, really not much. Okay. Well, that's disappointing, but, you know, it happens quite often, so fair enough. We'll get there. I mean, if nothing else, they're making new history all the time, probably. Okay, well, it's time for some crab news. What's been happening in the in the crab news lately? Yeah, so a bit more going on on this front. Uh, first of all, invasive green crab numbers dwindle in Dungeness. Dwindling? That doesn't sound good. Well, they're invasive. So it's sad that there's fewer green crabs, I suppose, but they have been ousting the native Dungeness crabs. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, I remember this story. Yeah, now they've been uh, attempting to restore the natural order of things. Exactly, right. So this has been an ongoing saga that we've both had uh, a lot of, been paying a lot of attention to. Dungeness crabs are beautiful creatures, naturally, and it's uh, it's always sad to hear that they're under threat from invaders. So pleased that that's going well, even if it does mean, you know, it's never pleasant, is it, to hear that a crab has left this uh, left this world? I remember reading that they've set something in the region of 1,800 traps uh, attempting to, mm. to catch the green crabs. And uh, in 2017, they caught 96. Yeah. In 2018, they caught 69. Nice. And in 2019, they caught 57. I think, if anything, that just goes to prove what an incredibly intelligent creature the crab is. Especially the green crab. It's one of the wiliest crabs. Exactly. If anything, they should be proud they got so many. Uh, the green the green crabs that we're discussing are native to Europe, I believe. But they they have been... Turning up in Dungeness in America. I like what they've got here about them. Um, they're hoping to document any direct negative interactions between sub-adult and adult crabs. It's one of the things that, that every generation thinks that the, the next generation is, you know, more unruly and less law-abiding than theirs. Yes. And actually, it's just a sort of bias. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I'm sure the younger crabs mean no disrespect, but... yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is as true of crabs as it is of people. Yes. So do we have any more crab stories this week? Yeah. Um, so blue crabs are showing up in Europe, which... So hang on, hang on. The green crabs are showing up in America and blue crabs are showing up in Europe. That's right. I don't know if they've arranged some sort of student exchange. 
It seems likely, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So blue crabs um, have been showing up in alarming numbers. They're usually from Maryland. Mm -hmm. Uh, but now they're showing up, I believe, in Ireland? I mean, that would make sense because, again, there's been a lot of immigration between Ireland and America historically, so it seems seems reasonable. So that is an issue. It seems like the crabs are all out of whack. Um, we've got green ones and blue ones going to the wrong places. I'm hoping for some turquoise ones in the middle somewhere, but we can't be sure. I, I feel like segregating crabs by colour is... it's. You know, it's a bad precedent to set. I think I think all crabs should be allowed to, to visit wherever they prefer. So what we've learned is that there's probably a crab exchange program happening between America and Europe. I believe so. I believe so. We'll do more research and we'll, in the next episode, we'll go into that in more detail. There's okay. one last uh, piece of news here. So um, Hyundai imagines an EV future where cars crab drive sideways to park. Oh no, I'm not interested in this. Forget it. This is a car story, not a crab story. But they're moving. Like that, they're moving that kind, like no, no, no. Crabs. That kind they're of no, nonsense they're... might fly on radio crab, but I'm not interested in things that are crab like. Okay. I think it would be an insult to our listeners. I'm sorry. We're letting them down by not exercising sufficient journalistic rigor. We've been over this. No, you were right. You were right. I've got to be honest. As I was reading it out, as I was reading it out, it felt wrong. I promise. I promise that in future I will focus purely on the crabs. I'm glad. I'm glad you followed your instinct to just wish people hadn't had to hear it. I apologize. I apologize to listeners. I also apologize to listeners. You don't come here for car content. I know that. No, exactly. I mean, if they develop a sort of robot crab that you could drive, I'd be very into that. Is that is that what this is about? Not yet. It seems like a logical progression to me. That's why I got excited. Cars that drive sideways are but a hair's breadth away from um, crab Jaegers. The second I can get in a crab Jaeger and roll my way to work. Fantastic. I, I can't fault your enthusiasm, that's for sure. When that happens, I will let you know, listeners. Okay, shall we, shall we dip into the mailbag? fantastic oh i'm so excited we've had so many letters in from our listeners this week um i'm just gonna get a few out of the bag here let's go thank you so much as always the po box is open should you wish to send in your questions so first of all um sarah from bradley asks is it safe to eat imitation crab during pregnancy now i understand you've done a bit of research on this james yeah so i looked this up because i you know i'm not a doctor so i wasn't sure so i looked this up on uh, healthline.com and what i found out is that uh, it depends great so i hope sarah's happy with that uh all right the next question is from Aksana in minsk belarus and she says, uh, James, she says, what is the best type of crab? Oh, come on. We've done this so often in the past. I just think. Yeah, we've, we've gone pretty in depth about it. And I think any casual listener of the show will know that Crabcast has, has documented and ranked them pretty exhaustively. And there's been yeah. no new kinds of crab since 2017. So Exactly. I'm sure the listeners are as sick of covering it as we are. Just re- refer to the ranking from 2017. That's as far, that's as much Dig as I Dig into say. our archives. They're, are they still on the website? <sighs> Most of them, yeah. I think they're still on the website, yeah, if you go back far enough. Um, so sorry about that, Xana, but I think after the trouble we got into last time, we're not keen to revisit. Let's hope the next one is something a bit less contentious. Yeah, okay. So next up, we have got from Hydronoid2009. What's it like having a pet crab? 
Ah, that's a great question. Ah, isn't it? Yeah, I'm really pleased about this one. I mean, I bet it's great. I think probably quite good, yeah. It must be amazing to just wake up every morning and have, you know, have the crab lying next to you on your bed. Yeah, and you can take it for walks, put a little harness on it and... uh Pose with it for Instagram photos. I mean, I I see cat pictures all the time. I don't see nearly enough crab pictures on my feet. Yeah, I mean, I think they're famously camera shy crabs because, you know, they're not... This isn't my opinion, but the the sort of general populace would argue that crabs are maybe not as photogenic as, you know, horses or other other mammals. I think they just haven't been given the chance. You know, we're just not exposed to crab content at the same volumes as we are with cats and dogs. Um, but they're really, they're probably great pets, right? I think they're very affectionate, yeah. Like it's, you know, people don't realise because they don't spend enough time with crabs, but they're actually one of the the friendliest and most intelligent uh, arthropods out there. Right, so I think probably it's worth having one as an emotional support animal. If, for example, you get distress, distressed on aeroplanes. Mm. Um, having a crab on your shoulder will, if nothing else, persuade people to leave you the fuck alone. Right, and you know, if you get stopped going through customs, you can use it as an offensive weapon as well. So yeah, very true, very true. They're quite hard shelled. You can really chuck them. Okay, projectile crabs are not a thing that we encourage here on the podcast. Um, we believe that it's cruel to the crab and rude to the person you're throwing them at. So Hydronoid two thousand and nine, probably great to have a pet crab. We reckon. I think so. Now, there was one last question, and um, oddly, this one didn't come into the P.O. box, so I don't have it here with me. They found your home address, is that right? Yeah, James? it was hand-delivered. We would we would generally discourage that. Um, I mean, you know, it happens fairly regularly, and, you know, I don't mind too much, as long as you're not disturbing me or any of the crabs. It's just one of the burdens of being such a celebrity is that people are going to keep track of you even when you're not, you know, even when you're just living your public life. That's the thing, right? There's no real privacy anymore. Yeah, so I don't I don't mind too much, but please just try not to stop me, you know, in the shops or if I'm if I'm sitting on a bench crying, just just leave me alone. That's fair. That's fair. And you know, we have a PO box for a reason, and it's so that you don't have to deal with James when he's crying. But yeah, the last question, please. Uh, so so Keir Starmer from Hounslow asks, "Are there crabs on other worlds?" That's a fascinating one. It is, isn't it? And I mean, as our catchphrase goes, I'm no scientist, but crabs have conquered every biome on this planet. I mm. think mm-hmm. I think if we were to meet an alien from another world, there's a good chance that it would take the form of a crab. I think you're right. I think you're right on that. It's a theory that you've espoused to me before in private, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that you're sharing it publicly. Um, given how many times they've evolved on this planet alone, uh, it seems preposterous that they wouldn't evolve elsewhere. Exactly. It's a very efficient shape, very yes. efficient structure. Yeah. I mean, even even a casual listener will be aware of the potential for life beneath the frozen surface of Europa, which is, you know, covered in deep oceans. Um, mm. I think there is a, a strong possibility, nay, probability that crabs exist on Europa. And I think the scientific community will will bear out your theory in time. You know, they, they don't pay attention to these things like we do, but eventually they'll uh, they'll catch up. They'll start retaining my phone calls, you mean? Um, some of them. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Are we ready for Poetry Corner? I think it's time. It's one of my favourite parts of every episode is Poetry Corner. Oh, mine too. Mine too. Yeah. Um, today we have A Green Crab's Shell by Mark Doty. Okay. 
not exactly green, closer to bronze, preserved in kind brine, something retrieved from a Greco-Roman wreck, patinated and oddly muscular. We cannot know what his fantastic legs were like, though evidence suggests eight complexly folded, scuttling works of armament, crowned by the foreclaws' gesture of menace and power. A gull's gobbled the centre, leaving this chamber, size of a demitasse, open to reveal a shocking giotto blue. Though it smells of seaweed and ruin, this little travelling case comes with such lavish lining. Imagine breathing, surrounded by the brilliant rinse of summer's firmament. What colour is the underside of skin? Not so bad, to die, if we could be opened into this, if the smallest chambers of ourselves, similarly, revealed some sky. Wow. I think that's beautiful. That is amazing. Like, I love, I love how it speaks to the history of the interaction between humans and crabs. Like, it goes, as you say, way back to ancient culture. Mm, absolutely. And we, we cannot know what its fantastic legs were like. We can, it's true. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can only dream of them. Beautiful, beautiful work. Just brought a tear to my eye, that has. Aww, it's such a soft touch for the crab poetry. It always gets you right where you live. Beneath my hardened carapace. Aww. Okay, well, I think that's everything for this week. Yeah, for the most part. Just some admin left. Yeah, we'll be back here in three days' time with episode 319 mm-hmm. um, and all the latest crab news. Don't forget to visit our website to get tickets for the 400th episode live spectacular. Oh, I'm so excited. Which will have a very special guest, I believe. Yeah, that's right. We do have a guest. Now, we can't say who it is. Now, I know what you're thinking. Is it eminent crab scientist Edward Pope from Swansea University, the author of Vaccines and Crustacean Aquaculture, A Mechanistic Exploration? Well, we can't confirm. We can't say for sure. But wouldn't that be exciting? Mmm, wouldn't it? (laughs) There we go. Anna, if you'd like to lead us in the traditional closing ceremony anthem. (laughs) I would love to, but unfortunately, after the letters, the complaints we had last time, um, (laughs) I think it's best if I I leave that to the experts. Maybe next week. Fair enough. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.